Welcome. <laughs> Welcome everybody back to the number one home design podcast, the number one interior and architecture branded podcast in the city of Brisbane, Australia. It's in G-Bung on Northside. G-Bung in, on the north side of Brisbane. You are currently, we are currently cruising at a beautiful Thursday afternoon and we are your co-pilots, your co-captains, Michaela and Lachlan speaking. And we would just like to say, hey, how are you going? And it's been a hot minute again. Been a hot minute again. But most importantly, it's our turn with the kids and we're back to, to talk. Yeah. The custody arrangement's been sorted out. We're back. <laughs> we are. We're back. We're back. And I thought when I was talking to Michaela about all my grand plans and ideas of what we wanted to do for a podcast episode, something light and easy and fun I immediately just started drawing blanks. And so then we had a sit down session when we were having lunch one day and we were like, oh, you know what we should talk about? We should talk about garages. That's a really good like room episode. We'll get back to some educational stuff. And then we're like, we've already done that. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe gyms. Oh, done, done gyms as well. Okay. And then we sat there and we're like, we did too good of a job. And we were like, oh, okay. So then what do we do from here? And the decision has been just have fun and talk. <laughs> just <laughs> and get that's back to where the we fun. landed. That's where we landed. So today on the pod, the, uh, I don't even know what episode we're up to now, be in the mid fifties at least. We're going to have just a bit of fun, a bit yeah. of a chat, just a it's, bit of a welcome It's been back. a while. I feel like we need to like jump back on the mics, have a bit of a chat. Yeah, hit the one and the ones and the twos, I think. Is What's in happening the in the game. design world? What we're up to in not only like the studio Oh my goodness, all the world. like little reno things I've been doing around the place. Yeah. I feel like a little- got some great tips on grout later on for you guys. <laughs> oh, what not to do? What not to do. Let it set before you try to broom it off. Mm-hmm. Because you will take pretty much all of it out. So oh, I don't know if it's like a reno thing, but we've had a lawn update. Oh, my goodness. The yeah. lawn escapades. It continues. <laughs> Honestly. But you know what? All of that after yeah. the introduction. Da-dum-bum. Welcome to Grab the Trace, a home design podcast here to help you deliver your next project to its full potential. If you're looking for some tips and secrets whilst building a new home, renovating, or even just picking some window furnishings, stick around, pull up your plans, and let's grab the trace. There we go. You'll be editing that out. (laughs) Nah, probably not. Um, So, as we were saying before we played the wonderful introduction made by Robert Helberg, thank you very much, Robbie. We have got some updates to do in terms of like where we're at, what we've been up to, yeah. what we're doing, who we've been seeing, yeah. mainly just each other in the studio. Pretty much working. Rocking up being like, oh, hey, co-worker. So, on my side of the fence. Mm-hmm. So, I think the since our defects episodes, I've been deep, deep, deep in the land of just grinding out the tiling. Tiling. Just we we had the down the sides of our house concreted is a Mm -hmm. little uh congratulations reward to ourselves because we were tired of walking on gravel and then dirt (laughs) and our dogs dragging that inside. So we're like let's get down the sides of the house concreted and then we will figure out what to do from there. So had the concreting done, went great, fantastic. 
So now we're in a situation where we're like, oh, well, how do we want to finish it? And so we were looking at different options in terms of- Pavers, tiles. Yeah, all of the above. And we kind of landed on, we like the look of Crazy Pave. Mm -hmm. We know that Crazy Pave is typically- Crazy expensive. Crazy (laughs) expensive. It's in the name. Mm -hmm. So we were like, why don't we use a tile that we like? It's an external tile. Mm -hmm. And then hand break it into Crazy Pave. Why not? (laughs) Another crazy move on our behalf. So my wife and I have spent, I think, like the last month breaking apart. Oh, I think- How many square meters did you get? So that's another thing I've also got to talk about is I maybe mis-edited how much I needed to order. So normally when you're ordering tiles, you find out the square meterage and you add like, say, 10, 15% on for wastage. For wastage, yep. With Crazy Pave, the grout gaps are quite a lot bigger. Are quite a quite. lot bigger. So we measured our area and we said- You actually yeah, need it's to about- take like 20% off, off the total. Yeah. So we <laughs> measured it out and it came to about 80, 85 meters square. And so I'm like, you know what? 85 will do. Book it in. We're probably going to end up with about 20 meters square extra. <laughs> So, we will figure out what to do with that, whether we want to do some smaller projects. Yeah, resell it, restock it, figure out something. But the key thing with all of it is that we got the right tile. Mm -hmm. It's the- You love it? Yeah, because it's an external space subject Mm -hmm. to the weather. Pietro Lavica, I think in the- Pumice color. It's pumice, yeah. And from where? Tell our viewers. From National Tiles, guys. Frank knows what he's on about. Thank you very much, Jackie, for the help with organizing that. And you went the external finish? Went the external finish. Lovely. So nice and grippy. And but it's not too grippy. Like you can easily no, yeah. like broom it. I feel like there's a lot of external tiles out there that say external finish and it feels like sandpaper. Yeah. And then good luck trying to like broom it or mop it, God forbid. Or and then heaven it just forbid rips trying to apart. get overgrouting off. Because the other cool uh, thing about yeah. Crazy Pave is there are so many grout gaps everywhere and you pretty much have to cover all the tiles with the grout to get like a nice covering. So um, have definitely learned a lot about the time it takes to actually sponge off the grout, the overgrouting. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to shortcut that. I think I was mentioning in terms of using maybe a gurney. Uh, not didn't wait enough time for it to set, and then used a really nice strong bristled brush on a broom. But oh. that I thought I was keeping it like flat with the level of the tiles, but it must have sunk down a bit because I've taken about five mil from the server. So we will have to now overgrout it again. Um, but the real struggle actually has been getting grout. Like originally yeah. we were looking at a, a type of grout that G Bungalow used on theirs. From, when they did Crazy Pave. Yeah. From Ardex you could get from Beaumont, but Beaumont no longer seems to carry that specific one. So then we're like, okay, well, well let's go and find an alternative one. Yep. So did it's you just about- go to the classic like Bunnings or? Yeah, so we went to Bunnings and they had one that's set up for wider gap mm-hmm. joins. So do you want to explain just to our listeners about the difference between like a typical or standard grout and why this one's different and why you would yeah. need to go a different grout? So typically with your bathrooms and all that kind of stuff, like your normal grout gaps are like one to eight mil. Or something like that. So eight mil. Eight like, mil seems to be the stamp. Is that pretty wide? Five mil? Too yeah, much? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's pretty excessive. So it seems to be there's a lot of products available for one to eight mil. Mm-hmm. Then where we've ended up landing, I think, is somewhere in the vicinity of I think what was six the, to like eighteen mil. But yeah, like the what, Ardex one yeah. is like 
up to 50 mil. So yep. five centimeter gaps. Yeah. There was and a- just think like, obviously with a square format or a rectangular tile, when that's butted up against each other, you're going to have tiny little gaps, but you're mm. talking about this crazy paved like style of- is like irregular shapes yeah. and thick. And it, there's no pattern or rhyme to it. It's no. obviously like irregular. So you've got irregular gaps everywhere that- Take a lot yep. of grout. Yeah. Like a lot of grout. Okay. So we then were like, okay, well, the Bunnings sell like a, I can't even remember what brand it is, but they sell a natural slate um, and cobblestone grout. Okay. Um, so what, same effect? Yeah. Obviously. And like the, the, the grout gap size is like 40 mil max. And you're like, oh yeah, cool. That's fine. There's literally two bags of it in Queensland. And <laughs> Did you buy them? <laughs> I bought them and then found out that they were two separate colors. So- oh. For the sake of proceeding, we returned those and just went the widest gap grout that we could find by mm. Dunlop, funnily enough, the volumes oh. and the, gra- the grout and underlay for carpet. Oh, there you go. Um, so we went the widest we could there, went misty grey for everyone playing along at home, nice beigey kind of grey, mm-hmm. and went through a process of getting a whole bunch of small off cuts of the tile to then fill in the gaps to make sure it was the right width because the reason there's the difference in it is the wider the grout gap, the more susceptible it is to expanding and contracting with heat, which mm-hmm. causes cracking. The so is that more extreme clients? I would climates. say it's more extreme Sorry. climates. Like it, I'm not sure how bad it's going to really be in like coastal Brisbane because yeah. it's like it's pretty temperate. But all if year. you're like deep Victoria or yeah. like it's going to get cold. Yeah. yeah. So fingers, we, we've kind of like come to the realization if there's bits where it's too wide in the future, we'll just patch up little cracks with new grout. Like yep. it is what it is. Just Grout's for the sake your of new friend. It. Yeah, like, so now all we're, you're going to be doing is grouting every weekend. Yeah, so now we're currently rotating between three different Bunnings trying to get the remaining three bags of grout we need. In that I'm, same, is it misty grey? Misty grey, yeah. Yeah, because we've bought, ooh, how many? Like maybe 11 so far and Did we need about 14. Did you find those bags? Was there a lot of grout colour options? Or? Oh, my goodness, there's so many. Okay, there's great. about, in the Dunlop range, I think there's like 18 different colours. Oh, wow. Okay. And they had like pretty good stock in most colours? Yeah, yeah. Or? Like okay. there's definitely in the smaller quantities, like if you're looking for your five kilo or one and a half kilo boxes, mm-hmm. there's like plenty of colours and stuff available. In the 15 kilo bags, which is what we're buying, there's really only like three okay. different options there covering. So, that's kind of what made the decision for us at the end Very of the day. Very fair call. So, that's kind of where we're at. Okay. So, how long did it take you? Because you, you uh, again, mm-hmm. I know obviously the process that you've done and updated with photos, but like how long did it take you to lay all the, or like break it up and then tile it? Did you do it in sections? Oh, man, did you? Brutal. So, we've still not quite finished. So, we went through, in a day, we did half of it. Mm-hmm. In terms of like breaking apart, one of us was breaking apart the tile. Oh, I shouldn't claim Vala here. Caitlin broke apart the tiles. Did you and like? And then Caitlin laid them all down and glued them. Oh, um, wow. Oh, my gosh. What an effort. Yeah, my back was not very kind to me that weekend. So I couldn't really help. But the time to breaking and laying the tiles in terms of gluing actually takes a fair bit more than you think, purely yeah. because it's crazy pay. If you're like, does that yeah. piece fit there? Or your mind goes into like, you're like, okay, cool. And then you look at it and you're like, is that too bare? Is that too? Yeah. So we or maybe I should put a little piece there. <laughs> have since gone back and done fill-ins. Yeah, same. Um, with the grouting, uh, when we started, it took us three hours to do a bag of grout in terms of putting it in Coverage. and then wiping it off. Yeah. I think earlier this week I did like four and a bit bags 
in like a day. So like there's but definitely efficiencies square meterage to it. wise, like how Ooh, much call. did you like so, get through? I think. Because you said you had, what, 80 square meters? Yeah. So, we're about three quarters of the way through the whole process in terms of tiling and grouting. Yeah. So, we've only got like a little bit left, but we're just going to give ourselves a week or so off. Well, that's nice. Just to, just to break that's, it up. Yeah, we've, well deserved. The main thing is we've connected all like the external doors to the outdoor area okay, now. Perfect. So, it's like- it's really only if you're walking to like the side gate that it's like not finished at the moment. So And you're like, mm, I could do that. Later. I can leave it's that. Fun. I can leave that for a bit. So that was really like that's been a an interesting process and it's kind of once again ended up in a situation where it's like in hindsight, I think I would just pay for someone to do it. If like time and money like have different values or mm. whatever, it's kind of like yeah, would I'm, you I though? might lean into. I think into, you've I saved like a lot of money doing oh, it yeah. yourself. Yeah, I. They would charge a mozza to do that. Yeah, actually, I feel like they would. I wonder how much it would be. It'd be yeah. I'd figure out a square meter. And then, can you rate. imagine like a traditional Tyler being like, yeah, yeah, yeah? I want you to like smash it apart, and then f- and he'd be yeah. like, what? You're gonna do this like a mosaic, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> like, like in Italy. No, no, I'm no, not. No, 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 no. Just a nice grid pattern. You're like, no, no, I want to smash it and create crazy pave out of tiles. He'd be like. Oh. And then getting uh, micromanaged, rotate, rotate it. No, no. Does more, that piece fit there? More in that space. Yeah. It's something definitely having the controls be nice. Yeah. Um, and just doing it as you please, like every weekend, oh, just yeah. being like, we'll chip away, do a like few. Like just bumming out at night for like an hour meters. or so. Yeah. yeah. It's been like, it's been quite therapeutic. Yeah. And it's definitely like, it looks great. Like yeah. we were very worried when we were laying it down. We are like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what committed have we done? We've pulled we up, smashed everything. <laughs> we've pulled up grey tiles and put grey tiles down. Um, but it's a completely different look. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a nice light, like a light grey compared to the other one where it was like a kind of deeper bluey grey. Well, even the pumice as well. Uh, sorry, um, the pumice colour of the tile that we're mm. talking about. That's actually like the pinky. Yeah. The pinky neutral. It I wouldn't even well call it a grey color. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even call it a grey because there's like birch, which is quite warm and yellow toned. This is quite pink toned. The pumice, and then they've got flint and glacier. glacier. Yeah, yeah, flint's the dark one. Glacier is the more like soft grey. Yeah. So I think you've gone like a beautiful neutral kind of warm. It's pretty. It's yeah. really pretty. I'm pretty happy with it. So. So. What have you been up to? Oh my gosh, what have I been up to? So, in terms of renovating, I feel like I can. Can like, we we're wave done. the flag now? Yeah. Are we done? I feel like I can wave the flag a little bit. I feel so. I feel complete. So good. So, I think it took us all up five and a half years to say that we are done with renovating. <laughs> it kind of does, where I'm like, oh, we've been doing this for three weeks and my back hurts. It's like five, five and, and a half years. years. Just the yeah. mental drag. And even like you forget, you really do. And that's why I think like, and again, I'm not calling us seasoned renovators at all. <laughs> I'll there's, leave that up to you. There's there's, there's, no, there's people out there that have like, I've done this for like two decades or we've done like yeah. 14 houses. And I'm like, we've done two. Like we're not here to talk, but you do forget. And I think that's why they always say like, take a million photos because you do forget where you've come from. And even then I've seen like, on my like personal Instagram, I've got like my highlights reel and I've purposely done like Reno one, two, so three, four. you get your four. memories and stuff coming And I up. go back and I'm like, oh my God, that's right. We used to live in that. Or, oh yeah, I didn't have a kitchen for like a year. Yeah. Or, or even before the extension. Yeah. I, can't, I just can't believe that like three adults lived in a tiny two bedroom 
house without a kitchen. Yeah, with two dogs. Oh, well, Huey wasn't around then, was no, he? No, no. Yeah. And Oscar didn't live with us because oh, we were renovating. Call. So, yeah, it's it's like bizarre to kind of look back. And then even like how we use the house as a family now, look like how we entertain has changed considerably now that we've got we've got a bit of an odd an odd block I would say is the original house that was built because we we have renoed it's not a new build but the original house that we kind of built off and extended on is situated like perfectly in the center of the block yeah so we don't have like your more traditional like home at the front and then a bigger backyard for entertainment we kind of have a house situated directly in the center of the block and then pushed to one side. And it's also like a story up from the street. Yeah. And then you put it on quite a, it's quite a steep, steep hill. Yeah. So there's lots of stairs. It's multi-terrace. I retaining think I've, walls. Yeah, yeah. Retaining walls kind of everywhere, but it's, I feel like it's worked in our favor, like not to like toot our own horn, but it is actually, it's really nice to live in a terraced house up on a hill because it does feel really grand. Like we yeah. came from the polar opposite. So our previous reno that we did, it was on a main road and we were like on a hill, but on the low end of the hill. And then the street was up quite high. And then as soon as everyone was like driving by, they could like look down into our house. See what you're watching on TV. Legit, yeah. like actually. And then it's they- favorite hobby. Oh, and then if they drove by like in peak hour and if they drove by like slow enough, you could see between the gaps of the palings and the fence and they could actually like look into our living room like that. Oh, that just irks me so bad. So being in a polar opposite house where you're kind of like king of the castle kind of feeling and you're up high and elevated and it just feels so private. Like when you come into our like front entry gate, I just feel like it's a little sanctuary, like yeah. it really is quite private. So typically I'm not one for, I think we even spoke about it today. We mentioned it about backyard and front yard living. Oh, I've got some, I've got some stuff oh, coming to you on that one. And you even mentioned, you were like, oh, I just, I, I love the concept of having a front yard. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I'd prefer it like a bit, one big backyard because it's kind of like, you obviously want street appeal. I always want street appeal to a house and then you come in and then you get greeted through the house and then all the entertainment to me traditionally, or I think like Australian living is yeah. that backyard, pool, outdoor, alfresco area, indoor, outdoor entertainment going in and outside from the kitchen to the outdoor. Like that to me is a typical Australian lifestyle where because we've got our house situated in the center and kind of off to one side, our backyard and our front yard are the same size. And then we have quite a big gap down the side of the house that connects the spaces. But when I was kind of explaining about like entertaining and how that's changed, the last thing that we did was the front yard because obviously we had to get machinery and everything into the backyard, do the extension, do the deck, all the maintenance. So the front yard was always like trashed and it was always, yeah, it was yeah. the last thing to do because every, all the machinery and everything had to go through it. So now that we've finished the renos and we've done the front yard, we've done the fire pit area, we've got a big, beautiful, like, seven-year-old Ponciana tree that's yeah. just, like, it's one of the reasons why I bought this house. I loved that mature tree. And we've built, like, you know, built-in timber deck seat around it. That's we've stunning. done a fire pit. We've got cobblestones. We've done, like, all turfed all in the front yard. We've got this beautiful like entry arbor with jasmine growing all over it like we've we've put in the effort and we've finally like finished that front yard and i think it was the start of this year we built in the side of the garage because again like brock 
kudos to you. Thank you, my wonderful husband. He built in the side of the garage, but he did this like, it's like a concealed door into it and the whole side of the garage. Yes, it looks built in and completely like structurally sound and fixed, but that whole side of the garage actually like can come off. Yep. So you can drive a ute in there. You can like have a little like, you know, Bob Cagger, like a little digger in that as well. So now that we've got all of that front yard like done, this like the start of the year, like Brock's birthday's in April. So it was like the first time that we were able to kind of like have everyone around and all of our friends have like young kids and they're starting their family. So to be able to have like young kids over and like slip and slide and pull and like <laughs> it was a good just, stress test for the house. Yeah, yeah. It was just really nice to see how like our dogs use it every day, how we entertain and like we've got groups that like we're just using the fire pit at night in the front and then you could have someone on the front porch and then out in the deck area yeah. and then out using the backyard grass. Like There's a it was lot of just, lovely little zones. Yeah, and that that's what I really like. I really like that. Instead of just having like one straight backyard and it's like one entertainment space, I really love that we've got a multi-tiered house with lots of areas to be entertained in. Yeah, I think that's... That was such a prob- long-winded no, conversation. It's like, it's I'm so sorry. One of the successes, and you know what I was going to say then, was mm. earlier you were saying, like, it's nice to look back at photos of where you've come from. Mm. Everybody, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. We've been slowly rolling them out, but you can go on the website and actually see the finished product. Oh, yeah, you can. We've, we've had... Professional friend of the photos. studio, Simon, come and take some photos for us. We're in the process of kind of curating and picking which ones we want to put up. But it's, yeah, it's kind of, that. I feel like that's almost like a real nice like stamp on the end of it to be like, yeah. it is now like done. Yeah. I, I, it was, oh, maybe it was it a week or two ago. I can't even remember. And again, my husband's like mad into golf. I feel like everyone over the age of 30 is like into golf yeah. now. Um, it's like a rite of passage, but ride into golf and like pretty much just ride off half a day to Third a day on, crisis, on, yeah. on Saturday. Right that off. And I remember him coming home after golf and he was just like, oh, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, my God, we can. We don't have to be up early tomorrow morning. We don't, to have, sand anything. We don't have to paint. We don't have to. Like I can go and get my nails done. I don't like, have to pick up anything. It it's it's actually and Liberating. again yeah I don't I don't know too many people. Again, like a lot of our friends, like we've got friends who have like dappled in renovating, but like no one who's committed such a lengthy process as as what we have. And it's it's now like is this is this why other people have like travelled so much or they get free weekends to themselves and like it's just like it's, it's such, why people have hobbies yeah like, it's like it's such a bizarre feeling to be like oh my god we don't have to do no that guilt. anymore like yeah. it's done we can actually just like enjoy our weekends and enjoy the house that we're living in without oh, being like would. ugh, a list of chores ugh. ugh. well it is like you get to you know that like friday feeling and you're like oh thank god it's the weekend oh, it was like no. never that for us Caitlin it was like is the queen of lists don't yeah. oh it was just like that daunting like we literally had a shared note yeah. brock and i had a shared note on our phones and it was just like the list would just grow and grow and then every task you complete you add three more to it and it's just like i'm so over this and now it's like just maintaining yeah, it's funny how it's like fine. a simple thing of like um, build the deck seat around the tree can mm. then explode into 
dig around it, put the posts in, put the palings on, staining it, sanding it, staining it, (laughs) staining it. It's just, it becomes like Mm -hmm. eight items. So like one idea becomes a million tasks. And now it's a little bit terrifying because we maybe did a week or two of like, oh my God, like we've got all this free time. What are we going to do with it? And now the conversations have started of like, okay, so our next house we don't, yeah, like <laughs> the we, big talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not even like okay. Well, you you learn, you learn from every project, and even like in a professional yeah. sense, for us, every multi res, every yeah. every hospitality or every residential client or house that we go through, you learn something. You do, you make mistakes, and that's how you learn and you get better. And obviously, Renault, it's like. 120 percent all the time so you're like mistakes cost you and you learn from them pretty quickly because you don't want to repeat them or you can't afford to repeat them you can't afford to repeat (laughs) them is the main one yeah where now like i feel like we've done this reno and again our first one was not not a glamorous reno by any means it was literally just we did it on the whole precedence of flipping it so it was never personal it was never what we wanted it was just about getting the best outcome for the cheapest yes output so compared to obviously this house where it was like no no this is our like forever in my mind this was not i've done that reno i never want to do that again this is that i'm like putting in roots this is the forever house and now we've got it and i'm like oh you know what i'd love to not have oh my goodness we were talking 50 billion stairs we were talking earlier (laughs) about uh, the stairs is a big one um just maintenance in terms of we have so much timber yeah. Like everything is timber in terms of decking, porches, flooring. stairs, internal flooring, but like our whole outside of our house, which again is multi-tiered. So like, it's not just as simple as getting a ladder. Like we have to have scaffolding to be able to reach all of our bits and bobs of our house. And that's all timber chamfer boards. Oh, great. So everything. And then we had, um, what's it called? got lime stuck in my she's head she's pinching <laughs> her fingers together um, like she's talking like a muppet um, lead paint we had lead oh, paint right. we had lead paint on all the original chamfer boards so we had to like mask up suit up and then we had to get a little heat gun a singular heat gun and a scraper Wee. because you can't sand lead paint yeah. you have to remove it safely so you had to heat it up and scrape it off to literally a three-story building like it was not fun and nooks and crannies everywhere we've got original like timber casement windows like never will i have timber windows or door frames anywhere they swell they paint like the paint just no it's it's not for me so there's so many things like just the staining of the decking boards retaining walls we've got so many like timber hardwood retaining walls like oh i just think timber to the house of it's the house of maintenance yep where the like, next house will be the house of limestone. Oh, heaven. Garon, heaven. <laughs> Garon, limestone. Did you go Garon or the Arbon? Again, I don't know. I have to pick the palette. I have to do a mood board. Yeah, I honestly like... What, you could I, be swayed. I think I would actually just stick with the Garon, to yeah. be honest. I've just... I've fallen in love. I don't want to change it. And then what happens if I like, oh, I wish I just went the Garon. Like, yeah. It's a known commodity. Yeah, I know I love it. I know it's the perfect colour. I'll just, I'll work with it. Yeah, I love that. Now, we did also touch one final thing. Yeah. You mentioned something about a certain lawn of oh, yours. okay. And maybe this is a bit of a PSA to everybody Honestly, who is a not a trigger. lawn doctor oh. and 
could potentially use a little bit of help with diagnosing or self-diagnosing their lawn woes. Oh, it's it's actually a massive trigger for me. Like oh, I get okay. so angry. So thinking we'll just take a moment this. here and say Deep TW trigger warning. <laughs> trigger anyone warning. who's got lawn related <laughs> issues, um, issues or triggers or bad oh. experiences, just well, look me, after yourself. Let me paint the picture first. Yeah, paint and us then, a word picture, and then you can determine. <laughs> if whether you, you would be whether you would be upset. So as I said, five and a half long years of renovating. And all we had to do at the end of it, so obviously we we've got a big like like um cobblestoned fire pit area in the front front, which is it's pretty large. Like the actual yeah. cobblestoned area is quite large. And then the Ponciana with a big like timber deck around it as well. But we do have probably I'd say fifty percent of the space in the front yard is turf. Yep. Of that 50%, it got absolutely trashed because we were, like, renovating out the back. We were having trailers, utes, everything coming and going through that section of grass. So, like, it wasn't grass. It was just a dirt pit. And that's why we ended up having to, like, figure out what we were going to do because the dogs were just... Hooning. Oh, my gosh. Like, every time it rained, it was just a mud pit and then they would run it through the house and like, oh, it was just a nightmare. Every morning, Brock was waking up and having to wash the dogs before going to work because they couldn't come inside. Anyway. First world problems. But finally the day came where we were, where we bought turf. And I was like, oh, yes. Fresh turf. Fresh turf. It was like the last, like it was the final like icing on the cake. That yeah. like you were done. You have a front yard that looks mint. You've done all of your paving and your timber decking. No more substantial cleanup efforts. No more. The dogs are going to stay clean now like treat yourself so we laid this turf and i'm not kidding since obviously you and i have started grab the trace and Mm -hmm. we've been starting at like what 9 a.m most mornings yeah yeah through a lack of poor planning on my bit. I mean, sometimes I'll sit in Michaela's house for a good half an hour and just send her a text being like, hey, I'm downstairs. Hey, I'm in your and house. Like, huh? Huh? What? <laughs> There's a real good open door policy here. It is. It is. It's a studio. It's fine. So because we're starting like 9 a.m.-ish, I've gotten into the habit like the start of this year of like every morning waking up quite early, having like my me time. <laughs> Sorry, do you want to tell people what quite early is for you? <laughs> like 6.30, 7 a.m. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. That's not what I thought it was. I thought no. you were going to be like, you know, quarter to eight, like maybe something cruisy. <laughs> no, like 6.30, I'd come down and like I'd still be, I wouldn't be ready. No, I'm no, I'm not no. saying that. But 6.30, I'd be in my PJs, I'd come down with the dogs and I was like, I'm going to have my coffee and water and water hand water like i'm not talking like a like no sprinkler no no no, no, irrigation system this is pure love pouring out of this hose so i'm literally hand watering this front yard and all down the side of the yard where we've laid new turf and i'm loving my life sick right and then the incident of me breaking my foot yeah an ankle happened so i decided to talk about that I'm not sure we did. I think it might have actually happened even before the defects one. And then we were just, oh well, you couldn't go anywhere. I was like, let's do some episodes. You're like, oh, my foot's throbbing. I can't do it. (laughs) I did not complain about my foot. Oh, man, you know what we should do? Oh, no, that'd be too cruel to put the video if you fall out of the car (laughs) into the gutter. Okay, let's not tell them how I did it. I broke my foot and my ankle in three places. I did a really good job. We've recovered since then. We've recovered, I mean, we maybe jumped out of the boot boot a little little bit early. And we may have... Now, again, I think I remember telling our listeners in earlier episodes that 
the first time I ever broke a bone was only like 2020. Yeah. In 2020, I broke my foot, my other foot this time. Great. Broke my foot first time ever breaking a bone and it was... Since then, it's just been break city. I was in a moon boot and I was complaining about going up and down all the stairs. So what happens this year? I break my foot and my ankle, but on the other one. So I knew the drill. Got two compromised appendages. Apparently. So, and both times, stupidly. I'm going to blame the dog. But anyway. So, <laughs> actually, both times have been Huey related. Both times Huey related. Pest. Um, so, I was in this moon boot. So, I was doing this routine, and then I was still in my moon boot out the front, drinking my coffee with the hose in a moon boot. Kind of can't really go anywhere. So, I was like, not nah, loving life, just watering my beautiful lawn and admiring my freshly finalized, renovated front yard. And then I noticed. No matter how many times or no matter how long I was watering this front yard, we were fertilizing it. We were putting in, it's called Rooster Booster for those at home. Oh, yeah. I know the Rooster Booster. Rooster Booster. Get, like, oh, Smells mate. horrendous. It does, but it is glory. It, Lily Pillies love it, by the way. So Rooster Booster, Magnolias also love it. But Rooster Booster, we were putting that. We were putting lawn, fer- like slow release lawn fertilizer. I was watering that bad boy bloody every day. The boys were meticulous. And I mean, every single week, our lawn was getting whippersnipped and mowed. Yep. It was. It had all the perfect conditions to thrive it did. and survive. It the, did. You Like even to t- give you another like nod here. So mm. the design that you ended up with the, cra- the cobblestones mm-hmm. where it is was done around the flight path of your dogs when they go to the tour <laughs> to keep the amount of time they're on the grass limited. Yes. And to also ensure that where they were peeing was not on the grass yes. if they don't make it fully into the centre of the lawn. Thank Looking you. Looking at you, Oscar. Yes. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. Not, like, like you, it was a, it was, it was it's much. A wealth order. I don't think I've seen anyone plan. ever do that much site analysis. Like I remember <laughs> at university going to Queen I Street Mall an one engineer. day and actually like videoing and seeing which way pedestrians walked and it still didn't give me as conclusive of a, like <laughs> like an outcome as that. Well, I did marry an engineer and if he does something, he does it right. He does it once and he over-engineers everything. Yeah. So this was going to be perfect. And we had it. Was. Had it. A love, like lovely. So let me continue. So this lawn was looking divine, was it not? It was. It was like The gardens, everything. We'd finally like, I'd pushed Brock enough to like go get bark. So we like barked, what's it called? Mulch. Mulch. Thank you. I got like really stressed and I'm like, bark? That's what the dogs were doing, mate. Bark? Uh, Mulch. We mulched all the gardens. We mulched around the Ponciana. We mulched everywhere. We like freshly did all the lawn and fertilized. Everything was looking Mint. We had magno- our magnolia tree is like tripled in size. It's a bloody tree now. It's not a bush. It's a tree. It's massive. And then, no matter all my love and attention and time and energy, every single day, and I was like, I'm not even kidding. When I say like, oh yeah, I'd water every morning, like an hour and a good. half, an hour yeah. and a half every morning of me looking after this yard. Like I was a, do I dare say it? A gardener. She was. A, she had green thumbs for a couple of I weeks then. Gardening. And then it all fell apart. And then I started noticing like, what the hell? It must be like, it's not that hot. We're like, we're cooling down. Yeah. Is it too much shade and from the Ponciana tree? Yeah. And I was but then like, it's all over the place. It's weird. I just started seeing all these like little browning spots and I was like, what the hell? Is it so dry and dehydrated? It can't be. I'm watering the shit out of this thing. And I'm like, I'm not overwatering it. 
I'm not underwatering it. It's not in that much sun. It's still getting sun. Mm. So what the hell is it happening? It drains properly. Now, yep. It's like everything. there's a nice There's a drainage plan. Like, hello, like, we've got everything sorted. We're talking not even like winter sun yet. Yeah. So like not like it's a compromised sun no. path. And just to top it off, like it's Sir Walter. So it's like four, mm-hmm. four low like light. low yep. light shady areas, which like the Ponciana tree does have a pretty thick canopy at the start of the year. Like what is going on? And I was getting angrier and angrier. And then every time I'd like, this is so low down on my husband's priority list. Priority list. Like, he's like, I'm done. I can go and play golf. He does sorted. not. He, he's like, whatever. I've, I've done. I've done my list of renos. Yeah. Like, I do not care about your stupid Dude, lawn. lawn. <laughs> sort it out. And here I am. I'm like, this is my world. This is the center of my world at the moment. Mm. Every morning I'm staring at this thing, putting in my time and energy, and it's just not working out. And I'm like, I don't understand why. And then, guess how I found out what the problem was? An offhand comment from someone. Oh, really? Yep. And I can now say, thank you so much, Casey. (laughs) I was around at my friend's place, Casey, and I was like, oh, now their lawn, divine. Alex and Casey. Alex is like an avid golfer as well. And his lawn is literally a putting green. Oh, nice. So he's in like cahoots with the Red Cliff. <laughs> Red- he's got his own bit of turf. Uh, what's it and- called? The um the gr- the groundskeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For green a stuff. golf, yeah, yep. for a golf club. So like, he's in cahoots he's with got him. All of he's the got details. all the knowledge. He's got all the gear. This grass is like the most expensive grass. Like it's the mm-hmm. bee's knees, and it looks divine. And I mentioned one off, and I was like, <sighs> just keep getting these brown spots. And I was like, and I literally I was like, I just. Getting these brown spots, Casey. Casey's like, oh, yeah. Alex went through that. The lawn grubs. I'm like, sorry, the lawn what? The lawn what? Sorry, are you talking about children? Lawn grubs. <laughs> the dogs. Lawn grubs. Lawn grubs. Yep. That's what brought me down. And then as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, oh yeah, I remember for a solid year and a half going through that. See, now everyone's like, oh, lawn grubs. And oh, you know I dealt what? with that. I'm like, what? I reckon it was. My hypothesis is it's the stuff that you brought in. Yeah. One of them was Had tainted. lawn grubs. And now yeah. it all started where the new turf section. Oh, I would like to note that we didn't just like do a whole, like the whole front yard turf. Just it the was, fringe. It was just the areas that we were renovating around. So we like yeah. filled in a good, like it was probably maybe 20 square meters of turf. Yeah, probably like in terms of depth, maybe half a meter. Yeah, the all the border. way around yeah. kind of thing. And then down the side of the house. And then this is where all those brown patches started was in the fresh grass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how? Why is this? St-? And then it spread. And then it spread to the rest of the yard. Yeah. <sighs> lawn grubs. Lawn grubs. Lawn grubs. One little offhand comment like, oh, yeah, lawn grubs. We sorted that out. I'm like, what? And now every time I mention it and they're like, oh, yeah, lawn grubs. Like everyone knows about lawn grubs yeah. except for me. So now we went to Bunnings. We got some bloody pesticide lawn grub yeah. stuff and you, you connect your hose to it and you just spray that shit. After we sprayed it, I didn't realize that once you kill the grubs, the patches of where they were, that dies. And then you have to wait for the grass to, to like re-shoot. to grow back into it. Like all the adjoining section of grass mm. then like. Is it buffalo what you've got? Like Sir yeah. Walter Buffalo? Okay, yeah. that's fine. That works so all ne- right. But now it's like even more sad that like now we just got huge patches of just it's pure dead. And now we just yeah. have to wait for that grass to like creep over. Do you know the over advantage and- of buffalo oh. is, mm. you know how it ends up with the, the bits that kind of like in some bits where it climbs over the other bits in the yeah. lawn? You can literally pull those out 
put it in a patch where it's not grown and just topsoil over the top of it and it will take hold and go. Thank you, Better Homes and Gardens. Wow. What's See? Why does everyone... Oh, I've got lawn tips. It's like once you open yeah. up the can of lawn chat. Oh, man, I'm so deep in like I the feel lawn like TikToks. I'm going to buy a Thatcher. Oh, every late 20s to mid 30s, man, is like lawn. Oh, it's, I've got um, you covered. I know how to fix as it. As soon as you've got a bit of land and you're about that third third of the way through your life, you're like, yeah, I'm going to start really focusing yeah, on smoking meats, golf. Lawn and, and smoking meats and barbecuing. <laughs> Pizza <gasps> ovens. Oh, that's yep. the new one. I think it's, that's um, pizza ovens are the new barbecue. When you're about nine and like you get matches and like magnifying mm. glass, you become a bit of a pyromaniac. Mm. And now we're concealing pyromania with smoking meats. Wow. Um, I would just like to note that however long we've been chatting for, I have monopolized this conversation about lawn. Yeah. But that's fine. We're just giving an update, having I'm a chat. So sorry, listeners. But that's home. That's home stuff. And like honestly. I think that's a pretty good episode. Like I'm looking at the runtime now. Guys, lawn grubs. That's a healthy commute. Like everybody, you're more than welcome. And so the best welcome. thing is, we didn't even get to any of the like. The I'll say we didn't stuff. get to any of the fun things, but any of the things we had planned. So we've got a whole other episode sorted yeah. now. It was just a catch up episode. It was just a catch up episode. And me to vent about my lawn oh, grubs. And, but like, there's going to be one person who will listen to this and be like, "Lawn, what?" And you know all what? we're doing is it's the secret. I'm we're just educating the people just we're like me. See, we knew it would become an I educational didn't know pod. those brown patches or those like yellowing patches in your grass might not be dehydration. Yeah. They are lawn grubs. Oh, we went through a full thing in our um, Facebook community group where um, because we were in a stage development. Because we were in a stage oh. development, it was people not building at the same time. Mm. Someone would move in or like start building six months after everyone had finished, do their landscaping. And, and then, then like, grubs. if you went on, like, there's some websites so like that do aerial mapping. Yeah. You could see it spread from their yard to, like, the six properties around. <gasps> um, like, we still get them every now and again. But what we do is because they do the, like, the wispy nests on, like, your windows or your fly screens yeah. and stuff. Those are the eggs. Get rid of them first because it starts as, like, That's a, what a Casey kind said. of thing. Casey yeah. was like, you know the things that, like, are on your ceiling fans like outside? like cocoons, yeah. And I was like, I thought they were moths. And she was like, no, they're lawn grub nests. Get yep. them. Because lawn grubs Wipe become lawn them. moths. I was like, far out. Lawn caterpillars, I guess. But, yeah. Oh, I mean, the more you know. Honestly, I'm just now all about poisoning everything. Yeah, I spray so everything. Everything. Gone from the gift of life to the death. gift of death. It's looking a lot like <laughs> Europe in the late 1930s right the now. Black like, there's a lot. Everywhere. No, no, not even the Black Plague. We've got a new dictator that's rising up here, <laughs> marching out in her boot in the morning, like surveying all of these little lawn rubs who are trying uh, to abandon their like homes with uh, their families. And Mikhail's like, not on my watch. You know what? This is probably such a deep like topic or conversation to bring up, but you know, when they talk about, I was having a conversation recently about when our parents are now getting to that retirement age or when you watch your parents or that generation go from, I'm so worried with this, <laughs> go from like working full time to having a week a month year to themselves like they start being like oh i don't need to get up i don't need to go to work i don't need to do a nine to five anymore and how that really affects a lot of people's personalities i feel like mm -hmm. it really does like i always remember and again i think i've told listeners before i'm like one of six kids so 
for my mum to have been a mum to six kids, she was on the ball, like 24 seven. It's like, mum, I've got, yes, I know you've got a doctor's appointment and then we're going to take you to dancing. And then I've got this. And then like, I'm just one kid. She had five others that she was doing that for as well. So in terms of being able to multitask, my mum was the shit. And then watching her go obviously through her decades of working and then Mm. retiring and I was like, hey, mom, like, you know, even the other day, I was like, what are you up? Like, like what are you doing on Thursday? Do you want to? Oh, I can't Thursday. Got to go grocery shopping. Oh, that's, we've booked and, like, the entire that, day. We've blocked the, the day. entire day for it. Yeah. But that's, it. that's not just, I'm not just saying that's my mom. Like, that's, that's when you retire your, your bubble, your world changes mm. dramatically. And I was always concerned going from working in a practice, working with, you know, 20 other people plus. To working. To working yeah, for yourself, for myself, one, yeah. or like I, I'd say by myself. Like I know, I'm obviously working yeah. with you, but like that's trust me. I would, whew, I would mentally go off the edge if you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, there's been a few messages exchanged, a few welfare checks. Where I'm like, hey, buddy, you welfare okay? Checks. What was it? I tried to call you the other day, being like, oh, hey, I'm like, I'm like bumming around or whatever, and then. <laughs> what did I respond like with? Eight, like I text you at like seven something, then text you at eight thirty. You didn't respond, so I went and did a site visit by myself. <laughs> called you after, and you're like, "Hello," <laughs> and you're like, okay. "I'm up." <laughs> I was recovering from surgery. Give yeah, me a break. Yeah, yeah, fair Far enough. Out. Fair enough. Okay, a little T's and C's needed there. Um, <laughs> I'll just cut that. out. <laughs> My Woolworths delivery. Woolworths delivery is here. How were you finishing that like <laughs> anecdote? Okay. Sorry, back to my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you miss us? No, I'm, wow, I'm so sorry, listeners. It's been Do a hot minute. you know this minute. has been 45 minutes? <laughs> I told you I have no problem But this is it. so great. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. Working by this, yourself. I, yeah. yeah, this all came back to like my bubble getting very small and me being pretty concerned with like it's one thing to work for yourself or have your own business. But it's another to have your studio or, or where you work from is from home as well. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time at home. So I think that's why I was so fixated on like, no, no, I'm giving my time and attention and energy to this lawn and it's not working out. I have to stare at it. And Brock's like, who cares? <laughs> it's a freaking lawn. Like, it'll die. We'll fix it. It's we can fine. pay someone to fix it. Yeah. There's people who do that professionally. <laughs> He's just like, we'll spray it. We'll kill it. If it's like, doesn't come yeah. back, we'll just, we'll just put some the, new turf We'll just spray the dirt green. He like, was like so unfaced and it was so like You're not supporting sh- me right now. <laughs> it was so humbling to me to yeah. be like, oh, This is first world problems. This is actually not a big issue. Yeah. Oh. So I'm sorry for the last 45 minutes. I've just gone on about how important this bloody front lawn is to me. It's not. I know I'm first world probleming right now, but yeah. And talking I'm, about first I'm world, self-aware. Talking I'm about self-aware. first world problems. <laughs> Michaela doesn't even go to the grocery store to get her shopping done like her mum. She just gets the people online to drop it off. So we're going to say goodbye on the count of three and then we're going to go and pick it up because I'm not sure if they're going to drop it at the front door or at the gate. I told them Fingers crossed they come to the front door. I mean, if they don't, watch out, Coles. Woolies. Oh, really? You Woolies, girl? Um, I used to be Coles, now Woolies. Oh, my God. Well, we'll talk about that next week. I mean, there's too much to go. All right, on the count of three. One, two, and three. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Oh, my goodness. Did you forget what to say? (laughs) (laughs) Too late. You figured out next week. (laughs) 
We've come to the end of another episode. If you have any questions, reach out to us on our Instagram at GrabTheTrace. Following, sharing, leaving a review or a rating is the best way to help the show. Our opening and closing music was created by Robert Helberg. And whilst we try to help as much as possible, this podcast is of a general nature and won't be able to take into account your individual circumstance. If you need personalized advice, you should engage a relevant professional consultant to help make the best decisions for your situation. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next time. See you next time. By the way, Mikhail is going to say huru at the end. See ya.